Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Good morning, Faj. Good morning. I'll let you go first. <laughs> Again, the competition. We are in person. Oh, that's right. Yeah, No, we are. I'm only kidding. I was just being funny. Staring right at you. What? This is good. I'm glad to be back in person because last time, last time. We've had a really like yes. rough few months being able to get our shit together here. Yeah, you were sick for one time. It, yeah, but then, that felt like it went on for like weeks. Yeah, because you lost your voice, which was not good for a mm -mm. podcast. No. <laughs> Then we had Easter. And then Easter, correct. And just craze and everything. So mm -hmm. But here we are. So I'm we're happy back, to be back. And we're in yeah. person. We're not you know, we're not uh it's it's hard when we have to do it virtually. I feel like nothing ever sounds as good. It's not the same. No, you it's get not it done, the same. It's not the same. It's harder to give you jabs in real time because I feel like sometimes there's a lag with the uh with the <laughs> software and stuff. Oh, so. we wouldn't want a lag in the jokes yeah. or anything, you know. It's it's tough, you know. But And I promise that this time there will be a mom joke in here not just a dad joke i don't think anybody was really holding their breath for that but um you no know. i was so, okay yeah. well how about hold your breath and yeah, okay. let's let's maybe not do that <laughs> <laughs> uh poll listeners how many of you are here for the content or here for the dad jokes well that's gonna be a dangerous one i hear crickets yeah, so well <laughs> you predict crickets since it didn't it didn't air yet. <laughs> but anyway, welcome yes. listeners. Yeah, welcome. We missed you and uh it's good to be back. So I really, really like the episode that we're gonna talk about today. Today we're gonna talk about have you ever had an idea that you're like, it's a no brainer, right? Like mm -hmm. there's just no way that people wouldn't buy into this. And for whatever reason, you just can't get it off the ground. Yeah, right. Where we're like, where you get almost apathy, where people are like, mm. yeah, where yeah. where you you think like, oh, everybody's just gonna eat this up, and then for whatever reason, your idea does not resonate. Right. So that's kind of what we're gonna dig into today. Yep. Because one of the biggest things that you can do, I think, in life, um, in your business, is figure out how you can get people to embrace your ideas or embrace new ideas to try and be a catalyst for change. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about how to do it and why sometimes ideas don't get off the ground when they could. That's right. And this flows through like a whole bunch of, well, you know, it's a common theme. I know I keep saying this almost on every episode. That it's There's a lot of things that you say on every episode, Dad. Thank you. I think <laughs> I meant that very positively. I don't think you did, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't kidding. think you did. No, I mean, is it it can cross into many different things, like a new idea that you have, a new process you want to put in, um, a marketing idea that you came up with, you know, or your uh, a selling idea that you think will just resonate. Like this, when we do this, everybody's going to buy this product, or everything is going to, you know, that type of thing. So. It, it crosses across all those lines. Yep. 
Yeah. So what are are we talking about then? (laughs) That's it. See? All right, guys. Well, great episode. It was really nice to be here. And I hope you got a lot out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we have to embrace the idea. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's right. No. So let's talk a little bit about it. So we've got these great ideas, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, I know I am a person that is a visionary type person. So Mm -hmm. I have a lot of ideas and then it's like, okay, now you've got to execute upon them, right? right? And a big piece of executing is getting other people on board so that you're not executing everything all by yourself. That's right. So when you're thinking, Dad, about, you know, what do you think the biggest thing that stands in the way of people embracing new ideas? Well, I think when we have the idea, right, you come up with the idea and you're excited about it and you build it out and you make it compelling and you throw the kitchen sink at it and everything else just think about that you you or me or whomever nobody else is thinking about it. exactly like what's the (laughs) what is the 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 common factor there is that all of this is in your head it's in your head or on a you know a document you've been working really hard you're invested in it yeah you've you're pouring everything into this cauldron and it's fantastic and it's it's forming perfectly and everything is great now try to explain that to somebody else or to the group that you need to explain it to and so apathy first of all is apathy on the other of the people who you think is the target for this or who need to embrace it apathy because they don't you just you just grab them imagine somebody walking this walking their dog down the street and then you you walk out you know, when you have a new shirt on or something and you say, hey, look at this. I mean, just I'm, I'm being completely off the wall. I know. No, Where but my point is, what's that person going <laughs> to do? Uh, what, what, who, what, what? What do you want me to do? Uh, yeah, it looks good and keeps going on. It's almost the same thing when you're building up a new idea. But there are resistances to well, other people adopting this that we're going to talk about. Well, to me... The first thing it all comes down to, we all need to get ourselves centered on the fact that people hate change. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the predisposal for any individual is I'm going to do as I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't hurt, I'm not going to change it. Yeah. So as we're thinking about how we get somebody to embrace a new idea, Mm -hmm. while you and I may be really excited about it, or I'm really excited about it. And I'm I'm, I'm assuming, well, gosh... if I love this, there's probably an audience of, of thousands, right? That must love this too. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Probably, you know, 875 of them are people that are kind of comfortable and never really had a real, or maybe never really consciously recognized an issue that they had with said thing that right. you want to change. Mm-hmm. So your first challenge is that you've got to, recognize that you've got a whole audience of people that are pre predisposed to not want to change. Right. And now it needs to be less about what all those bells and whistles and exciting things are about what your idea is going to bring Mm -hmm. and more about really helping that audience to uncover the fact that there's a problem at all. Correct. Correct. That's inertia, right? That's, that's like, you know, the resistance there. It's inertia. I'm, I'm moving in a direction. Don't mess me. Don't bother me. Even the, even if your direction is a better one, well, this is what I know. I'm comfortable. Right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, step one is mm-hmm. people need to recognize that there's a need for change before they're going to be excited about your idea. Right. Right. 
So I think you just brought out a better term than apathy. See, you, the apathy is part of inertia, really. You're throwing around a lot of words right now. I don't know. What's another one that you'd want to talk about? Resistance. What's one of the one of the resistances? Well, there's there's a lot to it. I think the other piece of this is what is the effort that it's going to take for somebody to right. change. Mm-hmm. So, like when you're talking about inertia, it's getting people to the point where they are are recognizing right that there's an issue mm-hmm. and you know th- that they start to have that desire so how do you create a desire for them to actually say oh, that that idea seems interesting right. but then there's the daunting task of oh well what's it going to take for me to do that you know i have a million things going on i don't really have time to focus on uh like you know i a change i've been talking about for quite some time now right is mm-hmm becoming like much more minimalist in my closet and purging that. But guess what? Like, I mean, that's a big, a good example because the inertia is there, right? I have the desire to simplify my life and have less, but the effort, right? Mm -hmm. When I'm thinking about how much time it's going to take me to actually get to that point, I am looking at, well, where will I find, where am I going to find the time to actually pare down my whole wardrobe and go through everything and rip everything out. Right. If you go the Marie Kondo way, if I were to put every single piece of clothing from my closet on my bed, I won't be sleeping for a month. Like, Mm -hmm. right. (laughs) Then you'll have less energy, which is, you're going to need a lot of energy to to make the change. Right. So I feel like, you know, that's a big piece of this Mm -hmm. is, um, anytime that, anytime I think about an idea and it's not, this isn't something that I feel like I've done well every single time. It's something that we learn. Mm -hmm. Um, and I continue to try and, you know, focus on as, as you're trying to kind of communicate something to other people is how can we show people the path to getting there with the change, right? right? Like how can we boil it down into steps of like, this is what it will take to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, you know, if you look at fitness coaches and things like that, that's a lot of what they do to bring on new clients, right? It's, you have this goal, the change you want to make is maybe your life, your, your lifestyle, your energy, your weight. And that's daunting, but the desire is there, right? Right. But they show you what's the level of effort that it's going to take to get there and that they're going to show you the path because otherwise sometimes we build up this mountain of what it must be. Right. Right. That's why like a coach, if a coach can do some of the lifting with you, then that, and, and, guide you along the path it makes it easier to say yes to right right but but every almost every change requires some effort to just think about the fact that this process is going to be different or what do we have to do if you get into business a lot of business areas there's an implementation cost now which means if you have staff or yourself that's already very busy, like you're talking about with the closet, well, who's going to do it? And when are they going to do it? And what's going to suffer while they do it? You know, so these are things that have to be overcome. These are the resistances to implementing these great ideas that that may be there that you've come up with. Well, and you bring up a really good point in that, mm-hmm. because if you think about in your business and how many times you you see the idea, you get other people on board for it, but you've failed to consider all of the people that need to be a part of actually mm-hmm. making that change happen. Yes. Yeah. And if they all don't have the time and if they all don't have the inertia behind it and if they aren't bought into the mission, right, mm-hmm. and the purpose of why the change is needed, mm-hmm. 
well, then you have a, a ton of reasons why this idea probably that this change won't actually implement. Right. And, and I've seen projects get accepted, funded, software purchased, things happen and not get implemented or, or take nine months or a year mm -hmm. where, you know, of people being basically, you know, gr grudgingly doing things to make it happen. And, you know, for, for that to work, for most of those things to work, there has to be, and here's where the, you know, convincing people, <laughs> there has to be an enthusiasm of people to go the extra mile and take that extra time or carve out that time every day to do the to do this to get it to change yeah yeah so that's the effort and then i think we can't overlook emotions no and actually <laughs> should we have gone there first <laughs> maybe <laughs> because that's probably that's probably one of the biggest um I've been reading a, a book with my team. It's called What Great Salespeople Do. Mm -hmm. And it's a very interesting take on kind of like sales training because it speaks to the impact and importance of storytelling, mm -hmm. which we should probably have an entire, entire episode dedicated to that because it's a great topic. But it talks about literally every idea and change comes from the emotion, like the decisions to change mm -hmm. are emotional decisions That's first. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's so emotions true. would also be what shuts that down yeah. <laughs> faster than anything. You're probably, you know, the emotion is probably what drives your inertia, right? And your actual desire to do something is right. emotions that are tied to it. Yeah. And your track record has something to do with it. And when I say, I keep saying you, but the track yeah, it's record. it's very accusatory. Of course, because, you know, it's more fun. I get to see you now and watch the facial expressions when I say that. When my eyebrow but, goes up yeah, and right. I, like, <laughs> I gain a new wrinkle from, yeah. from like, scowling at you. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but if there's a history of lots of new ideas, and, and I think creative people have this, they, this is a, a cross they bear. <laughs> you come up with great ideas and new things, and then people are like, oh, God, the last time and we had to work so hard and whatever, even if the outcome was fantastic, even if people say, well, you know what, we're far better off than we were. But boy, that was that was painful. You know, here's here's Joe again coming up with another idea, you know, that the it's almost like this emotion comes up and it's it's uh, no, not now. You know. <laughs> well, and hopefully, right? Or you could be, you know, you could have all these good ideas that, you know, you stop and start where people are used to like, well, right. oh, okay, well, we start marching towards, but the change hasn't been thought through. Right. So none of it gets off the ground. <laughs> right, right, right. So if we basically summarize right there, the, the resistances are inertia, effort, and emotion are the major things. And what, what people who come up with new ideas or new processes most most people f formalize the new idea, the new process, and the sell of it in the on the front end without recognizing that there is inertia, effort, and emotion on the other end that has to be dealt with and has to be factored in in order to get these projects to move forward. So if you and were giving somebody advice and telling them, how they can get in tune with making sure that the people that they need to be on board to make the change, mm -hmm. the one person, the group of people, how can they create mm -hmm. the inertia? How can they drive the effort? 
and make sure that the energy is there right and how can they play into the right positive emotions mm-hmm. to kind of keep things keep the momentum going right um the first thing that i think has to happen is that we have to take the viewpoint of the participants of we have to have uh, empathy and understand where the people who would be executing this or living the change, you know, or affected by this, where are they? And, and understand it from their point of view. Now, there's a lot of difficulty to this because this resistance, this is like digging in your backyard. You're going to do some planting. Well, I wouldn't even know what that is. I'm like, I've li- never really? <laughs> I've never done that. I'm really curious where you're going with this. You're throwing a lot of analogies. The two analogies that you threw out so far yes. in uh, this podcast episode, you threw out an analogy mm-hmm. about walking, going out the door and walking. Um, you don't do that. No, I said which somebody was walking why, the dog. I didn't say I was walking the dog. Which is probably why said... <laughs> it didn't make much sense. <laughs> because your analogy was about walking the dog and having a new shirt. And no, I don't know no, about any I... of you listeners, but I didn't get it. All right, listeners. She wasn't <laughs> listening because I said someone was walking a dog. And I interrupted them. I went outside to say that you know I had a new shirt on. In other words, I interrupted their walk. But what change were you trying to drive? That I wanted them to notice my beautiful blue shirt. And that made no sense. <laughs> I'm glad we got to circle back to this because listeners, I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on, we gotta loop back now. Just think about it. You come up with a new idea for a business process. Was your in new your idea team. that you were gonna change your shirt no. and you wanted somebody to embrace you in a blue shirt versus you come the up typical with a, white shirt you, you would come up, wear? Hold on. You come up with a new a new business process that you want to explain to your team and you've worked really hard. They're in the middle of sending emails to prospects and they're in the middle of of writing up okay. uh, of, of papers. They're writing up uh, what they're going to do, how they want to target to get to this uh, new you know, uh, company to get them to embrace their idea. And you come in with this email. I have an idea that I'd like to talk about. That's me coming out from somebody uh, okay. walking a dog, enjoying the weather. And I go. Hi, so you're you like my shirt, and they're like, uh, huh? Who, what? What? Okay, I get where you were going oh, you with get it, it now. Huh? Yeah, but I don't think, I mean, I, I'm going to take a lot of polls she with the listeners today. She had her own inertia today. on this one. <laughs> I'm going to take another poll with the listeners. Did anyone else track with that? Uh, is it just me? <laughs> no, that, that makes better sense now. So you were more talking about how interrupting interrupting a f- people someone's flow yes. with something you're excited about isn't yes. going to get them excited it, correct <laughs> why do i think that that would make them excited okay so you have to meet somebody at a time when they're open and when they're you know correct now how would i do that with this person walking a dog well you Maybe would you would it, say oh hey joe nice day Hey, I have an interesting idea I'd love to run past you. you okay. know, do you have a few minutes to maybe join me for dinner? All right, and let's go deeper. Let's go deeper is the fact Cause that... Because I know you were going to invite them out for a <laughs> well, bite to eat or a drink because that's how you that's like how to I, do things. That's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let's so let's go deeper. Exactly. You've, you've hit the nail on the head. Do I know this person? Do I want to know this person? Should I... Even if it's I don't want to know the person, if it's a neighbor and I, I happen to notice that... Maybe they're from three blocks away. I don't really know them, but they seem to be walking their dog past the house and I'm outside. Maybe I start having conversations with them and get to know them a little better so that when I want to, you know, say, look at this nice blue shirt I have on, 
they're more receptive yeah, because to they're the like, idea. I don't even know who you are or what Correct. you were wearing before. So. Correct. So the point <laughs> is you're, you're a lot of times we are interrupting yeah. the normal flow of the day of the people that we want to change. All right. And so that means, and where I was starting with the planting, which I, which you also know nothing about. Know absolutely nothing about, but, <laughs> but I, I'm much more inspired at where this could be going now, because now I understand where well, your first right. analogy I, you know went. What? I'm going to take the planting out of the way. <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, my neighbor across the street had a radio, a big, he had this cool radio tower. He was uh, like the ham radio, ham thing? radio. Yeah. He was a ham radio, op, you know, amateur radio operator. You probably couldn't think of that word because when you think of ham, you think I of dinner. Eat. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> And I remember it was really cool because, you know, I'd be over his house and he would be, you know, he's talking to someone in Switzerland or something on this radio. And he was going to put a new tower up. And so he asked me, I was maybe, I don't know, 11, 12 years old, 10. I don't know how old I was, but young. And he needed help digging the hole. And literally, it was it was a lot of fun because he, he did feed me and you know, gave me cookies and stuff. But me and another <laughs> another kid in the neighborhood, we dug as far as we could. But then he had me go down with like, a, you know, a, like a hand a hand shovel, like a spade or something. And he was holding my feet because I was tall and I would be down on the hole. You trusted this person, right? Yeah, it was my neighbor across the street. <laughs> he was I've a great seen, guy. I've seen like investigation discovery. <laughs> So he didn't bury me. I'm still here. Like this. My point is, it was really cool digging in the ground because I had never really dug a big hole, right? And we had to go down, you know, maybe two feet or something or whatever it was or three feet. But like I was noticing how the dirt changed color and then I got a little lower and then I was like, it's getting wet. Like water was coming in. You know what I'm saying? So th there were things down there I didn't expect to see. Mm -hmm. All right. Similarly, <laughs> if, if, I'll, if I can get up out of the hole now. <laughs> when we embark on on this these ideas and we I just said we should have we need to know the know what the what these resistances would be with people they're not on the surface and they're not right below the surface they're down lower in the emotional mm -hmm. capacity of of those people that that we want so which means if you ask them let's say you held a meeting and you said i have this new process i have this new idea i'd like to talk to you about you could potentially sell it and you might get a, you will get, which is happens in questioning, which we've talked about, a surface response. But it's difficult to get how they would really feel. Right. Especially if you're senior to them. Well, and especially if it's in a group environment, right? Yes. Because consensus, 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 because <laughs> consensus, sometimes one person says, I love that. And it starts a it's, domino effect right. of everyone feeling like, well, I guess I should love that too, huh? Right. <laughs> and here's where apathy rears its head again. Most people who don't care are going to give you a quick answer, flippant answer or something, but it's not how they really feel. And when asked if you finally got it, it would just be, well, I, I really didn't care. In other words, not that they don't care, 
but they didn't care to disagree with you or care to risk being contrarian. Because they're not emotionally invested in it in any way. That's correct. So why would I tick you off right now? I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait to see if this is really going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it? But when so. you think about it that way, it's so it, it explains a lot when there's mm-hmm. there's things that, you know, corporate initiatives that, you know, everyone is high fiving on that that then for some reason they keep stalling, right? Mm-hmm. Or you keep running and then they need to bring a consultant in or, you know, th- things just aren't happening. Right. Because people all said, yeah, we're on board. But what they really felt was, eh, mm-hmm. we'll see. <laughs> well, have you ever have you ever thought uh, a program like, let's say, some marketing thing or sales idea you had with a specific prospect was just amazing? Like, Like they would be stupid not to take it. And then you you put together the advertising and the promotion and you do all that stuff and you send it out and crickets. crickets. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it might be a really compelling thing, right? But along any any path, you know, you need people who want it, need it, or or you know, some other capacity in that regard. Now if you're if it's your department and it's a business process you want to put in. And obviously, if you're senior, you can ram it. You can ram anything through, right? But do you want it that way? Yeah, but also you can. You can, but are you, people really embracing and adopting it? No, right, no, right? right. Like and, then and, it becomes, it becomes some, another like a thing that people are checking a box doing, mm-hmm, right? Versus really, really driving. I think the true outcome of what you're looking for, right? And that's and that's where understanding the resistance and that's why we're and by the way not to back up but we're not telling you how to prepare a compelling uh um paper on your idea and why it's so great we figured that you probably got that one nailed and we could do an episode on that this is on how do we do we understand Mm -hmm. the resistances to change the resistances to implementation the the resistance that emotional uh, fright even has for people to change. And then what do we do and understand the levels and how deep this stuff can go? So you got to spend some time studying your audience and work from that angle with some better knowledge about where they are in this and come up and you're far better off. This almost sounds impossible, but it's not because if you do it, and you earn to understand your audience, get to know them better in, in regard to how they will handle this new idea or change, well, then you almost, almost completely guarantee the success of your new idea. Right, and you cut yourself a lot of time yes. trying to do all of this after the fact. Correct, because here's when I'm sorry if I'm doing too much talking, but I'll... No, I'll shut up if you you're demand on a, you're me to on shut a roll. up. You're on a roll. But here's what happens. You here's what happens if you don't do it this way. You send out that, you know, this notice that you know we're thinking about this change or whatever. Uh, let me let me let me go to another silly analogy. Since you love my shirt analogy, and what are you, you going to be at the beach now? Hole. Oh no, no, God forbid. <laughs> I'm not going to the beach. Where, where we, are we going to have another analogy about things that you know a lot about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> cooking? Cooking. Let's do cooking. No. No, but let's say let's say you send, a, um, you know, someone sends a resume out. They're looking for a job, and they send a resume to a company. 
they, I'm sure they send a lot of resumes to a company, but they really want to work at company ABC. And they go and they send a resume and they hear nothing. So what does that, what does that mean? They hear nothing. What do you think? Who, you don't know. Could the, mean that the... You don't, but you might make... But you probably think, oh, I'm not qualified. I yeah, mean, yeah, the things me. that are going through your head are, oh, nobody wants me. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not qualified for the position. Um, that's probably what's going through their head. <laughs> Correct. Now, could it also be that the company lost two people in the HR department and... Yeah. And they just have, they it had no time to get back to you. It could also be that they posted the job and then they found that they didn't really need it anymore. And Correct. it's not a priority. And it had nothing to do with you. Right. Right. Anyway, you get my idea. Is that... It's not always... Yeah, I think what you're saying is a lot of times we project our own opinions. We project mm -hmm. on situations and other people. Roscoe's shaking around. But sometimes we project and we put our thoughts and our opinions on a situation where a lot of times it has absolutely nothing to do with us. Oh, no, I that's, think we that's made our point. Thing. No, my point is that you, you don't know. Yeah, you can't you internalize, make assumptions about why somebody is not embracing something or why somebody right. is not getting on board with your idea. And that's right. when I think to your point, you really need to practice patience with this and, mm -hmm. and not be, it's hard because you want change to happen. And once we're there mentally, we want that change to be almost immediate, right? Mm -hmm. Or you want to at least kind of see your plan play out. Mm -hmm. But being able to exercise patience and move a little bit more methodically than you maybe feel like you want to will allow you to get there faster. Right. And we have to, again, understand, fully understand, not make your own assumptions about why an event or why you received certain resistance or something. Right. And along the way, it's going to take a lot of different iterations of working through inertia, effort and emotion mm -hmm. because change, depending on what the change is. Yes. Changing your shirt. No big deal. But changing a business process, changing mm -hmm. a culture. Those are things that don't happen overnight. Right. So expect that those three resistances are going to come up time and time again. And you're going to have to keep working through it. How do I help to drive the desire or mm -hmm. identify the desire? How do I help to create a state of energy around this right. or diminish people's concerns about the level of effort something's going to take? And how do I connect positive emotions to this rather than negative emotions that may exist? Very good. You look like you're about to hit us with a dad joke. Well, it's a mom joke I'm going to hit you with. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a mom joke to make mom happy because actually she came up with this. Oh, well, you yeah. guys are you guys are joke creators now. Oh, yeah. Wow. What is it called when you steal someone's coffee? A mugging. <laughs> <laughs> are all of the jokes going to be uh, written like, you know, actually authored now? Moving forward? No, but here's a dad joke now, and we're going to stick with dad jokes because I have to. So let me give you one more. I, yesterday, I saw my neighbor kicking in his own door. Turns out he's a burglar who started working from home. <laughs> All right. So I think we can wrap okay. this up at this point. <laughs> well, listeners, thank you for hanging with us. Dad, it was yes. great to be back in person it again. It really was. And uh, listeners, we're going to be much better about our consistency here, but uh, we appreciate you. Well, just I, don't get sick where we have no, you have no voice. That would be a problem. I know. So. I know. Well, all right. I'll work on my immune system. <laughs> okay. And uh, anyway, thank you for being with us. If you liked what you heard, please like, subscribe, share with a friend. And uh, if you have an idea for an episode, a topic, a guest, 
reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. You got it. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. Let's go. Come here. <laughs> I mean, That's all Roscoe that you're Roscoe hearing here. Roscoe is making a... Roscoe, you want to get on the podcast? I think Roscoe didn't like the mom joke. <laughs> you Here's one, like Roscoe. That. A lot of people have been telling me to consider a 401k. No way I could run that far. <laughs> Roscoe is not a fan of the dad jokes. Have a good week, everybody.